It's time to kickstart your confidence. In this podcast, you will hear open and honest interviews with business owners and like-minded people who have struggled and then how they've overcome their own issues. Listen to their real-life struggles and personal accounts of how they've changed their lives and continue to do so on a daily basis. Get rid of stress, own your own space and thoughts. It's time to take control, build your personal health and well-being improve as you travel with us on this journey. And now your host, former British champion, owner and chief instructor of Hastings Kickboxing Academy and third Dan Black Belt, Carl Denning. Hi everyone, I'm here today with one of our members' mums, Libby. Say hello, Libby. Hello. How are you? Good, yay. Yeah, good, thank you. Firstly, I just want to say thank you for joining the Kickstarter Confidence podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about uh, your teenage daughter, Sophie. Um, She's been struggling with some confidence issues and... Over the last year, we've kind of watched her go up and down. And today is going to be all about talking about her confidence, what she's been doing. We might as well just jump straight in and say that she started to self-harm in COVID. Yeah. The added pressure, I think, of COVID has heightened all of her issues. Um, you have said that Sophie's happy to be named, hence saying her name out loud. And again, if you're listening or watching, the idea of today's podcast is to try and help anyone that is really suffering or going through the same issues because we deal with this at the gym probably once a month, maybe twice a month, but over the last year because of COVID, it's doubled, if not a bit more, and that's only the people that have come forward and reached out. So you're the first person that has agreed to um, come on microphone or camera and actually talk about it and be open and honest. So firstly, thank you so much. Welcome for being here. And um, let's see if we can help our listeners get through some of the... Uh, Issues that they're probably the same, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So nothing's off the table so far, which is cool. So we're going to be as open and honest as we can. So let's start at the beginning. When when or how did it all start? So pre-COVID, Sophie was a happy, confident, typical teenager. She was 13 um, when it all started. and then, so we started with yourselves down at HKA yeah. in January. By March, yeah. coronavirus hit. So what made you start? Because again, people might think you started it for that reason. But she was she was a ray of sunshine when she first came in. Yeah, she was already um, doing kickboxing for another reason. Um, she'd experienced a bit of a difficult incident at school with some boys where they'd cornered her. And she yeah. got very frightened. Yeah. I thought, well, I want her to be able to be confident enough to defend herself. Yeah. I'd heard of HKA. I think you'd been into her school before and given a speech. And yeah. She'd like the sound of you guys. Amazing. So we came down, did our first trial session. She came out of there and was instantly jumping up and down. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So we went straight and bought her all of the shorts and all of the kit. And yeah. yeah. And she'd been working her way through the belts. She was, yeah. Absolutely yeah. loving it. Yeah, no, I remember actually. Um, <laughs> I actually felt quite bad because uh, she uh, she came out of the class and he was like, "So how was that?" And she's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And she's like, "I want the gloves, I want the teeth." <laughs> and even I was like, oh, "Like she's first class, calm down." Like. So yeah, that was um, it was really nice. It but, bit her very quickly the bug. Yeah, yeah. So that you know, that's always great to see. But at the same point, I was a bit like, "Do a few more lessons before." You... <laughs> <laughs> it cost me a bit yeah. loads of money. <laughs> um, but she was. Uh, 
a happy, normal, inverted commas, yeah. teenage girl. And, and there was no issues previous to, to COVID. Normal teenage, you yeah. know. Well, it's a teenage girl. There's going to be something there. Yeah. <laughs> Am I pretty and enough? Boys, Am I good enough? Am I smart like... enough? Yeah, the boys, yeah. Issue, all, all of those normal issues, of yeah. course. Um, but nothing that was anything of um, abnormal concern. It was just normal parental concerns. There was nothing yeah. more going on. Okay. So, again, we, I mean, it's great that she joined the gym. And like I said, she went for her gradings, which is really nice. And then that, so that was in January, wasn't it? So just over a year now. And then the, the COVID bug come along in March. Close everything down. Yeah. So in March, she lost... <clears throat> You guys coming to the gym. Yeah. Um, so again, it's not only losing the exercise, it's losing the social element, losing yeah. um, just the the environment that there is up at the gym where you're all um, friendly and everyone knows everyone and yeah. there's this, this is real family vibe up there. Yeah. So she's lost that. Of course, not going to school, so not having routine not being around her peers, people of the same age. Um, We did things jointly. We did yoga, other bits and pieces that we do together, like mummy and daughter days and all of these things that you went from all of those things to everything being taken away. Yeah, there's no girly shopping trips. There's no meeting up with your friends. There's And she'd already started to have fractious... mm, Issues with friendships as well, where some of the girls weren't making her feel particularly nice. Yeah. And having time away from that almost makes it bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think what it has done is it's heightened a lot of emotions, happy, sad, aggression, depression. Like it's just, it's multiplied and t- 10x yeah. pretty much all of our feelings, um, which is... Myself included, you know, my anxiety has got worse. I, I think I deal with it fairly well. Um, I have good days and bad days. Yeah. Uh, but luckily I have, <laughs> well, I've been busy, as you know. Um, but it, it's definitely made everything just that little bit, like people working from home, people are in each other's pockets more. So I think that pressure is, it's pressure cooking everything. Isn't yeah, it? like the way everything. I've been describing it, it's just like the volume's been turned up. Yeah. So anything that might be there that you cope with on a day-to-day basis because you've got coping mechanisms in place or you're busy or you've got yeah. routines, when all of that's taken away, the volume gets turned up. So it's all of that teenaged angst has gone yeah. to the max with no coping mechanisms no. in place. No, and no, no real support network. No. Because you can't go anywhere. No. <laughs> like, you know, even the park, like... It, even something as simple as like going out, you know, people getting stopped. It's it's relaxed now, yeah. but even like going out was frowned upon to yeah. start with. So you couldn't even, going out for a walk was hard work. What can I do? What can't I do? What yeah. can I do? What can't I do? And even the pressure of that. Yeah. Well, we made the decision quite early on um, because there was news reports daily and yeah. we switched TV off. Yeah, definitely. For the news reports. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, because yeah. it's just... It in the media has induced more fear. I understand the seriousness of the issue, but yeah. having it constantly there, constantly... Um, like a reminder. Yeah, it's just yeah. a constant... It's like someone constantly poking, 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 poking. You're yeah. like, it's, it's, and then that, you, that hurts now because you keep hitting yeah. the same spot. Yeah. It's, and you turn around and elbow in the face, which is an <laughs> overreaction, but yeah. it's because it blew up. Yeah. Yeah, no, which I get. Um, so what issues did you start to get, like kind of on a regular basis? Um, so... I think it just started, initially I noticed just she went flat. Yeah. 
so her her general mood just came down and then with that then came a lack of motivation so when i'm um saying well let's go for a walk um or let's bake a cake together or anything yeah. that i was trying to she, she trying to get her out of bed so it started like that and then it got progressively worse where i couldn't get her to get dressed um this is not every day there were good days and bad days but yeah. it was and then i started to notice she might be a bit snappy um or tearful and then more of the negative language about herself started yeah um she's stupid she's fat um, and she i mean she's like a size four isn't she i mean she's, <laughs> yeah. she's a rake of yeah a person, yeah right? so you know th there is no way that it's not like that it, yeah, it's, it's a psychological, not, yes. I feel big, and but she's by no means, you know, if anything, she's the other way. Yeah. Yeah. No one likes me. Yeah. I'm stupid. Yeah. Um, and then everything then became really overwhelming for her. So when she's sitting in front of the computer to start schoolwork, and it's very difficult even for us as adults. They're being spoken at without a human there. Yeah. And it's just this bombardment of information that comes towards her that she's instantly, ah, oh, that's too much. I don't understand. I can't do it. Yeah. And she's then oh, yeah. really anxious. Yeah. And then she's also then disappointed in herself for having not done it. And round and round that yeah. goes. On days when she's not feeling as bad, she'll sit there and we'll sit, or we'll sit together and she'll do that maths and she'll get 100%. Yeah, yeah, because she's quite she's quite a brain box, isn't she? She can. Um, well, she's. I wouldn't say she's a brain box, but she is definitely capable. Yeah. Um, but it's believing that she's capable. Yeah, and it's having that self belief, isn't it? Um, I literally, as you were saying that last week, I've been trying to open a new bank account for months, and I won't bore you with all the details, but it wasn't working. And then last week, it got to the point where I had to um input uh, a new address for the new business, and it wasn't going in. It wasn't recognising the address. And I, I just had a full-on wobble <laughs> while it went across the room. Yeah. Diary went across the room. Yeah. Actually working at home with Chardin. And um, she's like, take a breath. And I'm like, take a fucking breath. Take a fucking breath. <laughs> and the laptop nearly went. And I was like, I had to just go and stand in the garden. And all I'm trying to do, I don't feel it now. All I was trying to do is put a stupid address. And for whatever reason, it was going, it does not recognise this address. So I get it. I mean, and that was like for 10 minutes. So having that six hours a day, five days a week. Of, and again, it was hard for all of us, teachers included, going, right, you've got to do this work. You've got to do this spreadsheet. You've got to do this assignment. Right, get on and do it. And there's 30 kids going, this is shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. I've got no... Um, losing that classroom environment as well and not yeah. having that teacher there. Although they say, if you've got any questions, pop it in the chat. Yeah, it's not the same, is it? No, not and there's same. also an embarrassment element of that for the children because they don't want to be the first one to ask a question or look like they're being yeah. stupid or be made fun of. Yeah. So they kind of hold back for those reasons. So, yeah, they, it's just not the same as being in a classroom environment. And she's lost loads of education because yeah. of it. Yeah, they've lost a lot, a year, a good year. Um so with with noticing the differences in her, what then happened? So she's obviously not getting out of bed as much. Good days, bad days. Um, she's becoming quite snappy. Again, some people will go, well, it's just teenage. But 
I, I mean, I've seen the difference not only in her, but in a lot of our members, including my own two daughters. Yeah. You know, a few times. I mean, my, I think my daughters are pretty damn good. But a couple of times I've had to say, um, let's try that again, shall we? Wind your neck in. Yeah. Think about what you just said and start again. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're 15, 17 nearly now, but you can still see it in them. Yeah. So kind of going forward, did it, has it got worse from there? It got worse because she started self-harming. And then that was, um, it's all been heartbreaking, but that was particularly um, yeah. hard to... How did you find out? She told me. Okay. Which, which is good. She I'm was so proud of yeah. her. So, and what a horrible, no parent wants to hear that. And you're kind of thankful that they've told you. And at the same time, where do you go from there? It was a whole mixture of emotions. So the, in that moment, the first thing I wanted to do was just make her feel okay. Yeah. I didn't want, there was no, uh, there was no telling her off because she hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah. Um, I wanted to give her that safe space where I understood um, I was very thankful to her for telling me. Yeah. So I wanted to make that perfectly clear um, that she was in, in a, is there anything I can do? Is there anything you want to talk about? Um, sometimes she does want to talk, sometimes she doesn't want to talk, but I want her to know that we're always there yeah. to talk. Um, and then it's when you come away from the conversation that you've initially had and you've had your cuddles and you've had your cry, yeah. when you then go, I've let her down. I knew she was struggling and we've tried really hard to put lots of things in place for her. But somewhere along the line, it still led to this. Yeah. So then you start to feel, you, you just feel, you can't help but feel guilty because you want to make them better. Yeah. Do you, do you question yourself or as, as a family unit, do you question what could you have done differently or? Yeah. You know? Is it my fault? Yeah. What did I do wrong? What should we have done? Should we have noticed earlier? Because I'm, I'm, I'm 100% sure the people that do go for this will say the same, think the same. Yeah. What have I done wrong? Yeah. Where did I let her down? Yeah. What should I have done differently? Yeah. And I think I did blame. Maybe I should have handled the whole coronavirus thing differently because initially... Everyone just, I'm not alone, I, I, but everyone got scared. So mm. we all locked ourselves away. Oh, yeah. And now I feel like I shouldn't have done that. I should, I know we was told we had to do that, but maybe I should have kept certain links. Yeah. Because we didn't think it would be this long. No, well, well, I certainly didn't. I thought it would be. No, well, I, I ironically watched my last, the, the video that we done in March to our members and it was like, hi guys, don't worry. It's going to be for three weeks. Yeah. So we'll see you in April. <laughs> Got that wrong, didn't we? So I completely get it. Completely get it. So yeah, but you do just think, well, I should have, I should have done this and I should have done that and I should have done this and I should have done that. But then equally, um, we didn't do nothing. Yeah. We was being gentle with her when needed. Yeah. Then at other times trying to be tougher with her and push her and motivate her when needed. And it's this constant juggling of, does she need me to be a bit tougher today? Does she need me to be yeah. a bit gentler today? And, and how, how do you even find right. that? Because as a parent, again, it's an I, emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Because there are times, and I'm not saying I'm, I would do it, but there are times when 
I'd like want to grab them by the scruff of their neck and go, sort your life out. Like, come on. Frustration. Yeah. And then sometimes that is needed. Mm. You, you physically need to almost pick them up and drag them out the door. But there are times that will be, I mean, I'm sure there are people that listen to this and you can't do that to your children, that's child abuse. But uh, I'm punching kick kids for a living. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but it comes from love. Yeah. Because yeah. you want them to Because be you know better. it's better for them. Yeah. You, like, that's why they go to school, because you know it will educate them. Yeah. But then as much as it's an emotional roller coaster for me and my husband, it's also, I understand that it's her emotional roller coaster. Yeah. So she doesn't always, we don't know as adults always what we need or what no. will help us. No. So for her to know all the time what she needs or what will help her yeah. is difficult. So it's just this constant juggling and balancing. And sometimes we're getting it wrong either. Me and my husband are getting it wrong or Sophie's getting it wrong. But what we are always being mindful of is taking that step back and going, right, let's assess this now. Okay, sorry, Sophie. We shouldn't have, you know, pushed you in that instance. Or Sophie will have a reaction that she'll then apologise for and say, look, I couldn't help it. I didn't mean to get angry. It's how it's all inside. That's how I'm feeling at the moment. So communication is is key. key. Yeah. That's that's how we've kind of been navigating it. We're not always getting it right every day or oh, there is no, every day. There is no rule book. And there is technically there is no right or wrong because everyone will have a different opinion on what they think is right. Yeah, and each child is going to be different. Hmm. Again, I've got two daughters. They're a year and a half apart. They've had the same rules, the same upbringings, the same fundamentals, the same DNA, and they're completely different. Yeah. Completely different. So... And I love them both in completely different ways for who they are. Yeah. Which is which is great. But you would expect them to be closer because they've had all the same... Everything in their life has been the same. Yeah, but they're, was, own, they're own individual they're own people, individual. aren't they? And I think we have to realise and remember that, that even as a 10, 12, 13-year-old child, they are still an individual. Yeah. And that's really... They're not just our children. Yeah. They're people. They're yeah. little people. Exactly, which is which is huge. Hi, it's Cole here. I really hope you're enjoying this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out all our other social media channels and let us know your thoughts. And now back to the podcast. So, kind of with her confidence issue taking a massive, massive slump, and you've, you've talked about working as a family unit, so you, your husband... And, and Sophie working together. Has it not like your confidence or your and your husband's confidence? Yeah. Um, because again, uh, you know, we're putting a spotlight on Sophie and, and you, but what about the family unit as as a unit? Because yeah. it must be tough. It has been tough. It's if you um, don't mind me asking and talking. No, about no, it. no. It has been tough. I don't. I don't mind. I hope by talking about it, we can help other people. Yeah. Again, the key has been communication. Because there have been times when perhaps uh, I'm doing dinner, Sophie's having, a, for want of a better term, a meltdown. Yeah. Um, so my husband's trying to help her. And perhaps I hear, um, oh, I don't know if he's handling that. Yeah, you're like, that. I, cooking I, dinner and I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of dinner, but I don't know if he said, if he should have said that or he should have done that or he should, oh, should he be. And then vice versa, the same yeah. has happened where he's doing something and I'm with, and he's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Because you've got your own thoughts. 
Yeah. So as much as we are on the same page, yeah. Um, it's very difficult because we're um, on tenter hooks, eggshells, with wanting to get it right with Sophie. Is that because you're trying to second guess what should be right? Um, I think it's never not always being confident that you're getting it right. Yeah. And I think it's, are we doing the right thing? Is this what she needs? And it's, uh, what mood is she in? Because she goes up and down and when she's up, you can't help but then feel tense because you're waiting for the down. Yeah. So even when it is good, you're still... Yeah. How long is it going to last? Yeah. And then yeah. it's, you're, of course, because of the self-harming, yeah. I need to make sure that um, we're trying to be with her as much as possible to prevent that. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as she's put on a top and she's done this, yeah. I know. Yeah. So you're just watching. Yeah, you're, what's she doing with her sleeves? And that puts you, so then... As awful as this sounds, I'm also then watching Steve to see how he's being with her. And he's watching me to see how, because we might need to pull each other up and say, oh, that might, I don't know if that's what she needs at the minute. So then we've got to have that discussion. Luckily, we've got a great marriage that we're not getting angry with each other. Because that could be so easily transformed. Child goes to bed, Sophie goes to bed, and then, why did you do that? Why did you say that? That's wrong. Like, you can see, and certainly with lockdown, when there's no escape of going to work, going to the gym, etc. Yeah. Like, you could see how within days that could become a atomic bomb in, in the house. So things have definitely become tense. Yeah. Definitely. But because we've been together for 18 years, luckily, yeah. if this had happened earlier on yeah <laughs> i don't know that we would have made it yeah. <laughs> but because we're 18 we, we know how to communicate with each other without um always taking it personally and yeah. because i guess it's easier as well because we've got the same goal which is help sophie yeah 100 percent. and sometimes he'll be correcting when he said to me maybe that wasn't and i'll go yeah you're probably right yeah and vice versa yeah you've got to it's really tough to be able to say that, especially as a parent, I haven't got it right. Yeah. And that can happen daily, uh, hourly. And certainly when in lockdown, we're not, we are, we are outdoor creatures as much as we are in. And, you know, we're not designed to spend 24 hours a day cooped up. With the same people. With the same people. As much as we love them. Yeah. I love my wife the bits, but I still need to go out. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so that's interesting as well. So it does and has added lots of pressure, but communication between the two of you is key. So if anyone is listening, again, remember you're, you're, you're heading the same way. You're, you're trying to help the same person. Yeah. It's, not, it's not worth fighting between each other. No. Because that's not going to get you anywhere. No. Um, so and I think that's communication is also listening. Mm. Well, I always say to my students, you begin given two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> listen to listen twice. Yeah. Answer once. 
Um, but it's true. Yeah. It's exactly true. Um, otherwise, you'd have two mouths and you could talk to two people at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, that, yeah, quite interesting. So, as a, as a family unit, it has put strain on the family unit. And again, a few people have asked and spoke to me about this, about their maritable status or their, their partner status. Um, it's just probably worth saying that it has added pressure. Yeah. Because it will do. Uh, keep the communication lines open because that's what's needed. And remember, the goal is for to to help your daughter out. Yeah, as much as we possible. keep trying to pour love on it. Yeah, because we've got so much love and respect is yeah. another key thing. Yeah. I mean, she's a particularly brave, confident girl to allow us to talk to her, talk about her as a third person. Um, and she said that we can, and she's happy to help. So just even that is. I'm so proud of her because we've also started some counselling at school, which, again, she's been brave enough to be open there and speak to them. We've now... um, Which I want to talk to you about in a minute as well, by the way. We've now opened up the communication with family members. They're now aware of how much she's struggling and also the self-harming because there's evidence and research to suggest the more out in the open it is and the more it's discussed... I think there's always been this taboo that you're then encouraging them or making it okay. Yeah. It's the opposite, in fact, because I think the more secretive it is, yeah. the more difficult it is for them to cope or to get support. Yeah. Um, so, And the fact that she initially didn't want me to come and speak to you guys about how much she was struggling. Yeah. Either. She was like, no, 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 no. And I said, I also need the help. This is for you, but it's yeah. also for us. We can't do all of it, which is really hard to admit as a parent. Yeah. I remember coming into your office and thinking, oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And, and, and yeah. I was just, there's that, oh, you don't want to burden people with it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I didn't really know you guys as much as I could feel that you were um, a, a family um feel to the to the whole club yeah, it's not a come in pay for training and go no kind of place. it definitely always felt like yeah. you're you are welcome um but i didn't know you because you'd only been going since january yeah so i must have spoken to you when was it last year things had got I, I, remember, I remember you coming and coming to, into the office um I, I remember them a few months being a blur because of everything yeah. that was going on um obviously our, our membership grew really fast as well and I, I just remember you coming in and saying, can I have five minutes? And I was like, well, yeah. And then I remember looking at you and going, yeah, this isn't a in the middle of reception five minutes. You didn't say, but I could just see in, in your face. I was like, okay, cool. Jump in the office. Um, and I, I, I got Callum. I said to Callum, Callum, take, take a quick five minute warm up. I'll be in. And I remember like 15 minutes later going, can you do the stretch as well? <laughs> um, so we went in the office and then you, you kind of just explained what was going on and can we help? Yeah, I had a little cry and I felt so embarrassed. But from the minute that I spoke with you, I felt like you were just, there was no judgment. You understood. You had time. You didn't just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love parent, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely felt it. Your, your um, wanting to help was genuine and it was such a relief because I hadn't found that yet anywhere else. Yeah. And having, you know, the conversation we had wasn't an, a light going, oh, I messed up. It wasn't a, 
uh, an easy conversation to no. a theoretically explain to a stranger. Yeah. You know, it's not like we'd been mates for years or I'd known you from previous or it's if not like... Just, I'd spoken to you yeah. with then. Yeah. Hmm. Is it died? I don't know. Might have died. <laughs> GoPro's just died. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably battery, I think. Battery gone. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, as I say, it was the longest I kind of... But I instantly felt like you offered help and ways in which you could help. Yeah. And then not only did you help Sophie, yeah. you helped me. It was like you the, the, you and the team just went and put your yeah. arms around yeah, us for a them. hug. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's just let's just pull them in. Yeah. Pull them Two meters closer. away, by the way, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, li- not <laughs> a literal hug. Not a literal hug, but, you know, just yeah. that we've got you. Yeah. And it was, for, for, for me and for Sophie, just an instant, oh, okay, people understand, people are listening, people are there to help. Yeah, yeah. And, and we are, and I quite often get accused, not, not accused, that's the wrong word, um, other instructors will say, God, you spend a lot of time with your parents or you always have your door open. You should be in your come, pay your membership, you pay to train, go. And I'm like, but I'm not comfortable with that. I'm, I'm generally not, I don't like that. Like if a parent goes, can I have a word? I'm not going to say, no, you can't or <laughs> book a PT and you can have a word. It's, yeah, of course you can. I'll get one of my coaches to do a warm up or I'll, you know, whatever. And we will generally have time because I didn't have that and needed that when I was younger yeah. a little bit. Um, and we've helped so many people and we see the difference in them. Yeah. So for me, it's worth it. It's, it's not about the money. It's about the change of life in whether it be you, your daughter, your husband, you know, because your impact will impact so many people as well. Yeah. You know, it's not just... That's why I wanted to do this today. Yeah, it's not just your husband or your daughter. It's going to be your cousins, your nephews, your grandma, your granddad, like your whole family. Other club members. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting and and very... I'm so thankful that you've come forward to Well, we're thankful for you, guys. Sophie (laughs) did... So she started PTs with you as a result of that conversation. Yeah. um, Because you said, well, we'll help her more in the classes. Um which was amazing and you and Jenny have been doing that or was doing that with her when we had those classes yeah. for a while and we was just keeping an eye on her and making sure she was okay um and I I thought well one-to-one with her might also be quite beneficial and your PTs with her started not just about kickboxing but also having conversations with her about her confidence or how she might be feeling that day and yeah. she only had two or three and came out and said that's my therapy it makes me feel better which Mm. you as a parent i couldn't yeah put a price on how grateful i was for that yeah it's um i always question because she started counseling as well yes and as you've you've said about therapy and i quite often I, i probably teach less at the moment but probably say five members clients friends a week because they're not just a client, um, but I would say probably five people a week that have mental health issues, anxiety, stress, self-harming kind of wraparound care. Yeah. And they always say, because they're children, they have to go to therapy. 
whether it be CAMS or school-based therapy or private therapy, but they always say, and not being big-headed, but they get more out of our sessions. And I'm not a professional counsellor. No. I haven't done uh, you know, 10 years at university and got a degree in counselling. I've just been through the grinder and kind of understand it, I think. And we quite often say that they would rather come to us once a week, twice a week, than their counselling session. Yeah. Um, and I've obviously never been... I keep saying about going to counselling sessions with them because I'd like to learn more of that side as well because yeah. I want to improve my knowledge. But obviously the counselling is really good for her. I'm not saying it's not good for her. I'm saying it's good for her. But what's the difference between her, her counselling and her sessions? Um, so when she started her counselling, I made it very clear to her that it's hers. That's her safe space. She doesn't have to tell me anything that's discussed. If she doesn't want to, it's her therapy. It's not mine. Yeah. But when she comes out of therapy, <clears throat> she's not lifted. She's somewhat heavier. Right. Um, and she said a few things. Um, sometimes she feels like it might be a bit interrogation-like. Okay. And I think that's the nature of therapy because it's designed to be... Um, here you go. It's designed to push you a little bit. It's designed to be a little bit difficult um, so that you can work through the issues. Yeah. But they're sat in a room. They're talking. It's very flat-based. As in, you, you're sitting at a desk or a table. She doesn't feel like they're a friend. Right. Yeah. Sorry, very I'm much, noise moving about. They're very much, they're the therapist. I'm here for therapy. Right, okay. Whereas I think as her sessions with yourself and the classes when they were running and when we go back, <clears throat> yeah, there's a different energy there. It's we're working out at the same time. So again, that's already raising her endorphins. Yeah. And I think she feels that you genuinely care. Yeah, which we do. I wouldn't... You can feel yeah, that. Yeah. And say so I do. We like the, the team. That, you yeah. Know, I've built the team to understand that. We spend hours and hours a month we spend we have day we do workshops we have our CTITA programs coaching programs and one of the big things when I'm teaching them is that they have to understand that ethos around the, yeah you know you so you have to care we want to care we generally want to care and, and Sophie know, feels that yeah we I won't have people coach for me if they don't care no simple they could be an amazing martial artist but if they have, if they don't have empathy as one of their skill sets, yeah, then they don't work for me. There's not a single member of the team that doesn't ask her after Sophie, either her directly how she's doing yeah. or me how she's doing. There's not a single member, of, and and as I say, I don't really know everybody that well, no. and yet you all genuinely care. Yeah, and I think that's been the difference. She can feel it, and having, I mean, I. When I go on holiday, Shadow will say, like, if I don't train for two or three days, she can notice that I've not trained. And so when we go away now, we always take focus pads and gloves with us anyway. Um, but just having that release. Yeah. Whether it be that, because we obviously do a lot of striking, whether that striking release or that endorphin release or that pressure cooker, you're just taking the, the pressure off a little bit. Yeah. It, um, it completely changes how you feel. And seeing that in her and our students certainly teenagers um and certainly now we've noticed that that lid's been put on the pressure cooker yeah and no one's took it off because we're, we're seeing it more and more and more which is quite scary um and it's not easy because no. as much as she knows that it helps her 
to get her again she has to get dressed which then she doesn't feel like she looks how she would like to look and then it's that social anxiety i've got to leave the house yeah um i've got to be in a class or i've got to be just just seeing other people or interacting even as comfortable as she's getting with yourself and with the team and the other class people in the class there's still that it's not easy there are no. times i have her in the car God, i can't do it i can't get out yeah and i would just um say to parents just not push too hard but you've got to push a bit because it will make them feel better yeah. Just gently support them through that because it is tough. Don't get cross with them or angry with them, which I know it's tough not to do because sometimes you do feel like it's frustrating. Yeah. But if you can, it, it will make them feel better if you can just con keep gently getting them to to yeah, do push. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any, anything like that that is hard that makes a change is hard work. Hmm. You know, your diet can be hard work. Getting yeah. fit can be hard work. <laughs> yeah. Running a marathon is hard work, but you've got to take them first steps, and yeah. you've got to have that that love, but also that sort it out a little bit. Tough and love. It's difficult because of the self harming in particular. Am I going to be too hard on her, and then she's going to hurt herself? Yeah, yeah. Which there is no right or wrong, is there? It's, you can only do what you think is is right, which again is is very difficult so what other coping strategies mechanisms have you put into play that you could recommend and um, looking after yourself so you can look after them is key not yeah. always easy to do and it's easy to forget you don't put yourself first and why would you you put your children first like, always like on a plane put your mask on before you put their mask on because when they were babies baby sleeps you sleep yeah so some of it has almost felt like we've gone back to those very early years where we're um, she, uh, spending way, way, not that we don't spend time with our children, but we've certainly upped the amount of time that we're spending yeah. with Sophie. Um, but then, yeah, it's little things like for myself, it's I have to run for my mental health. Yeah. But again, finding the time to do that if Sophie's... Um, not having a good day, yeah. the guilt to then put on my running trainers and, and leave her for a bit yeah. is not always... For my husband, he's worked throughout because he's a care worker. Um, so he, that's kind of been his escape from the house, but then he's felt guilty for that yeah, because then he's leaving us and, leaving you to and it. certainly leaving me to yeah. do a lot of the heavy lifting issues, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and again, I've... Um, said to him he needs to be speaking to his parents so that they can support him yeah um, and then as an obviously as a, as they also then support me and they support sophie um so it's just speaking to as many people as we can who genuine the right people yeah um who listen care understand um and then yeah taking that time for ourselves where my husband like right just need five minutes in the garden with a beer <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. Go and have a beer. <laughs> yeah. it, it's looking after yourself so that you can look after them, yeah. I think, is, is another key element to it. Which is, again, so important. And I, I think a lot of people will let that slide or slip because it's so easily done. You just worry about... Them. You put yeah. them first. Yeah, but if you're not firing on all cylinders, then 
the whole system comes crashing down. And that's when you're, you are then a bit more snappy or a bit more stressed or a bit more frustrated. And you it's yeah. not that they're doing anything wrong. That's how you're feeling. Yeah. And then you have to sort of go, I need to take a breath. Yeah. Because... Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I had to go to the stables yesterday. Um, obviously, we can't go riding and, and bits because of the rules. But I had to just go into fresh air, look over the valley. The sun was shining Have a cup yesterday. of tea. The sun was shining and just take half hour just to kind of reset a little bit. So, you know, I'm by no means perfect, but it's so important to to take that time, 100%. And I think that's also key, the pressure that we put on ourselves to be perfect, Mm. to get it right. Um, I guess the, the, um, the, the comfort that we've had is when we are Sophie, are we, are we helping? Are we doing the, are we doing the, are we handling this right? Is there anything extra that you need that we're not giving you or anything that we're doing that's making it worse? And she has said, no, you're really helping me. And without everything that you're both doing, I don't know, you know, um, if I would be, um, able to cope. Yeah. I think you've done an amazing job. See it, kind of what you've gone through and what you are going through and seeing Sophie on, on both sides of the coin, you know, because I can see what she's like when she comes in and I've seen her, how she was and how she is. Um, you know, I, I think, again, there is no right and wrong, but I think you've done everything within your power to do as much as you can and you've supported her through it and hopefully in the next few weeks we can kind of go back to normal. And I, I am going to say... Um, you know, we, we have continued to teach Sophie towards the latter end because you reached out and said, look, she needs to come back. Yeah. And the rules say we can't train, but how bad would I have felt? You said, look, can she come in and train? And I say, well, I'm sorry, the COVID police have said no, so she can suffer and you can suffer and I'll see you in six months. So, you know, I don't mind saying that I said, yeah, come in. So, you know, I have been doing PTs with Sophie for the last couple of months when I shouldn't have been and... If you hadn't have been hand on heart, I don't know where we would be. If she's struggling as much as she is now, yeah, with everything that we've got in place being minimal, we would have been doing more, but as minimal as we have, if we hadn't have had you doing that with her, I honestly don't know where we would have been at. Wow. Again, I'm, you know, I wanted to do what I could, and. You know, I, I don't care. Of course, I care about the rules. You know, I haven't let 300 people come back to the gym. No, but there are a sensibly. few key members that I feel needed it. And I'm prepared to take the risk to help them and yourself and, and people out. And so, we'll always be grateful for that. I'm grateful for you trusting in us. And, you know, because you've put your daughter's life in our hands in reality. And you, you've kind of... You know, you're, you're spending money, but you're also going, we need help. So to be able to to hopefully help you on that journey is is, is wicked. Yeah. That's what we do. Because that's something else as a side note I wanted to say is understanding that it is a journey. It's not a quick fix. Yeah. I think you when they're smaller, you can help them pretty much in that moment yeah. and make everything better for them. You can fix their world because yeah. they're so young. At this age, it's not as straightforward and her road to recovery is exactly that. It's a road. We don't know how, and obviously because of COVID, that road has got longer <laughs> because yeah. there's certain things we can't do. Yeah. Um, 
but understanding that it is a journey that um, it, it, that's not going to be a, an overnight fix. No. So I think patience is also key because yeah. I think we desperately want her to be better. She's done one PT and one counselling session. Ah, she's okay. Everything's fine. It's yeah. yeah, it doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, you would love it to, but of course, it's understanding it's a slow process. And we've had weeks or a full week where she's been really good. Yeah, and you go, oh, she's really coming forward, yeah. and then crash. Yeah. And you go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. So it, it, seeing that she's fighting and she's really being brave and she's putting herself out there, so then that makes it easier for us to help her and to support her, but then also understanding on the days that she can't do that. Yeah. And just holding space for it and saying, it's okay if you can't do schoolwork today. Yeah. Rather than pushing and pushing and pushing, yes, and even balance. I just wanted to say hello to Antonio's listen. Hope you're doing okay, buddy. We're just having a uh, a quick podcast on, sorry, quick podcast, forty minute podcast on <laughs> um, mental health and self harming teenager. So thank you for listening. Hello, <laughs> which has completely put me off my stride. <laughs> um, so we we've talked about your mental health and your daughter's mental health and the. The state is obviously it's completely changed the way you probably think about things as well. We we've talked about the the journey and some of the issues you've dealt with. Moving forwards, people that are listening, what advice? I know we've covered a lot of it, but just as a a, a five bullet point thirty second, like if there's any advice you could give to anyone listening that you that has helped you, what would it be? Okay, so love. So love yourself and love them. Yeah. Um, try not to get angry. Um, gain as much understanding as you can around mental health if it's something that you've not gained any understanding previously about. So there's lots of resources online. Um, Mind is particularly good. Yeah. Um, and it can be from anxiety... Um, confidence, self-harming, they, they cover the full range. And again, for older people and younger people, it covers... And who are they, sorry? Mind are Mind. really good, yeah. Brilliant. But there's lots of resources online. So to understand, um, communicate with each other and within the, your family unit. Yeah. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that written down a few times. <laughs> I think that could be the title of the podcast. And... Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Reach yeah. out. Yeah. Because it is scary to do because you feel like you might be judged or that you've failed or that you're not enough or people might think that, you know, I'll just pull yourselves together and yeah. all of these things that might come with it. But without having asked for help, I don't think we'd be, I'd be here sitting talking about it now. We could, who knows where we would be at. Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, again, we've, we've said a few times, very brave for Sophie to allow us to talk about it so openly. Because yes. um, again, when people listen, she could come under some fire for it. And she, she's prepared to, and I honestly believe that moving forwards when COVID is relaxed and when we can go, go back to inverted commas some normal, um, she'll be, uh, a, a bright, enthusiastic teenager that will be there to help 
others through it. Absolutely. And when I spoke to her about this podcast and I said, if, if people then want to come and speak to you because they might also be experiencing some challenges, um, how would you feel about that? And she said, oh, I'd like to help other people yeah. because I, I understand it from the inside because I'm going through it. And if I can help other people as well, then yeah, that would be is, great. Which is amazing. If something good can come out of something so horrid. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, well, that's that's the grinder of life, isn't it, that, that we learn. You know, being bullied for years at school, that's why I believe we have such a good uh, anti-bullying campaign at the gym yeah. because I've been through it. So I know the pain of what it feels like and I understand and I can empathise with not just the children that have been bullied, but the bullies as well. Yeah. You know, I understand it. Whereas if I wasn't being shitless for years and, you know, went through the, the grinder then I wouldn't understand it as well yeah so you know through the darkness does come some light yeah and I think that's worth also understand when you're in the middle of that pit there will be some light you've just got to, you have to look for it you just yeah. have to keep searching and it will, it will be there yeah you just got to... and some days it's there brighter than others <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I'm so proud of her to just want to help others and to be brave enough to talk mm. about it. I don't know if she realises exactly how amazing yeah. and wonderful and strong that yeah. is. Well, if you are listening, we would love to know if this has helped, if this does connect with you. Um, if you're going through the same issues and need to reach out, drop us a comment, uh, you know, PM us. Just, just let us know your thoughts and comments on, on this because I definitely feel over the last year it's got a lot worse. I also feel over the next year, it's still going to be there because yeah. the social anxiety of going back into the public, going back to school, going back to the gyms is is going to be huge. Yeah. You know, we're hearing doctors are saying that you've got three-year-olds that are having social anxiety in bits and pieces. Um, so, and that's a threat like, that's insane yeah. when you think about it. If I would say if you're local to Hastings Kickboxing Academy and you yourself are struggling or your teenagers or younger children are struggling, reach out because that HKA will, they'll listen and they'll help in any way that they can. If you're not local, (laughs) then find something similar in your area. Well, that that was going to say, because the the podcast is listened to now, which is amazing in over 50 countries, which is great. Um, thank you for that plug, by the way. Not what the intention, no. but <laughs> no, but, it's not. It's not. It's yeah. genuinely. If yeah. I could shout from the rooftops, um, we'll help. <laughs> <laughs> they will help. They will help. Then yeah. th- th- people need to hear it. People need to be because yeah. you might not know where the help is, yeah. or if people would be willing to help, and people need to know that. Yeah, and I mean, from that point of view, if you are listening, of course, if you are local to us, then by all means, reach out to us. But again. You, you could be anywhere in the country, if not world. So from my point of view, just martial arts. It doesn't have to be kickboxing, although kickboxing is the best sport on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it could be anything. It could be um, anything martial art based because of the ethos that comes around with it. I definitely feel as a, as a sport, it has so much more connection. So you're talking karate, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, MMA, any sport that has kind of got that... Um, energy level impact level aggression level because striking does help you release endorphins and feel better hitting things does 
as, as bad as it sounds, a lot of people go, yeah, but he's angry and you're going to let him hit things and teaching him to hit things is good. No, what we're doing is letting him have a outlet, an event to relieve that pressure. So hitting stuff in a controlled and safe environment yeah. with like-minded people that understand it. You know, they'll have hand wraps on, they have gloves on, they'll have a punch bag to hit, not a wall or their partner. So having that outlet and being around the same people that do the same thing. Yeah, is. you know that's why you go to school because you're all there to learn. So you go to a martial arts studio, academy, dojo, gym. You're all there to do the same thing. Yeah. Same as if you go to a weights gym and you're lifting really heavy weights, you'll get someone spot you because he knows that you need help in spotting. So he's there to help, and it's no different. So finding a place where you can have the energy levels high, yeah, the enthusiasm to drive people but also having the support network that people understand what we're doing as yeah. well. And just find one that's right for you. Hundred, Yeah, because it's, it's like buying a car. Fit. Yeah. You know, some people love BMW, some people hate them. Yeah. It's, you know, everyone has their own feeling and you've got to find exactly what's right for you. Yeah. Um, so again, if you are listening to anywhere world on the planet, just try and find, If for me, obviously I'm going to say because I'm a kickbox instructor, but try and find a martial arts studio with a fit for you and your family. Yeah. Um, Because they really do help more than anything else, if I'm honest. It has helped more than anything else. And, you know, that generally comes from my heart. So I I can say that. (laughs) Yeah, well, it comes, it's coming from my heart because, as I say, honestly, I don't know if I hadn't have been brave enough and Sophie hadn't been brave enough to come and admit how I was struggling, how she was struggling. Yeah. I don't know where we'd be today. Without all of the work yeah. that you guys have put in with Sophie. Which is really scary if you think about it. It's very scary. Um, and a lot of parents even say to us about the cost. I don't think we're expensive. We're certainly not cheap. Um, I think it's money well spent. And it sounds very harsh, but, you know, if if I said, you know, how much would you put on your daughter's life? This is it. And this is exactly know? how we feel about it. Um, you know... £500 for the year, broken down, actually. I know I would spend that on my daughter if I needed to. Yeah. I'd spend that times a million if I had to. Yeah, I, so. I, can't, I can't put a price on her health and her well-being and it's money well spent in my eyes. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be part of it. So I think we'll end it there. Um, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for talking so openly. If you're listening, once again, I hope this has connected with you i generally hope that it does help you your family your son your daughter a family member um if you know someone that is struggling with it maybe share this with them because it might re- you know reach out to them because it could help them um as well as always leave us a comment drop us a like we really hope this helps so and remember it's not just a sport it's a way of life take care guys and we'll see you soon thank you for listening if you enjoyed today's chat have any questions or feedback for us or would like to be on one of our podcasts, leave a review and we will happily get back to you. If you would like more details on how Hastings Kickboxing Academy can help you or a family member, find all our contact details in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to HKA's Kickstart Your Confidence podcast. And remember, it's not just a sport, it's a way of life. Thank you.